I want to welcome everybody on this Father's Day. The only way that film could have been better if Doc would have been the ventriloquist and have been up here with us. <laughs> I think you could have done it. I don't know. I'm going to be very short this morning. Welcome back, crew. Sound like you had a good time? Never the same. Never the same. No matter what happens in the circumstances of life, we're never the same. Title of the message this morning is They Watch. <laughs> There's so much said already this morning about what God does in our lives. But, you know, as fathers, which it's Father's Day, so we're going to talk about the fathers. Uh, and, you know, not just fathers, but everybody here. Everybody here. Everybody here. Uh, you are being watched. I don't care what your age would be. Uh, you're being watched and you're influencing. As we've seen this little plant grow up, that plant makes seeds, which produces a likeness of that. And that's what I want to talk about is the likeness that is developed and who we run with and who we spend time with and some of the things that went on in all of our lives with our fathers. And uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, Imitate me as I imitate Christ. In the Passion Translation, it says, I want, I want you to pattern your lives after me just as I pattern mine after Christ. There's not a... Well, that statement shouldn't even be said, but there's not, a, there's not anything or anybody that patterns your life after Christ. I had a Father's Day message this morning. A young man. Horrible father. In all kinds of crime and all kinds of, of stuff. Had influenced the child to the place he'd give up was going to blow his head off. One phone call made the difference, the influence in his life. And now he's a fired up Christian loving the Lord. He's in a closet. He was going to shoot himself. And he made a phone call. Years back, but now he's raising children with fruit from his life because he's being watched. Where this young man watched the wrong fruit, receive the wrong seed. And the responsibility we have as fathers, as people, is so much bigger than we even imagine. We're placed here in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And our place is to pass on what's in our hearts. And a father has a huge responsibility because it tells us in Ephesians that we are to love our children and our wives as Christ loved us. In other words, like Doc said, or somebody said here, the fruit we bear is not for us. The fruit we bear is for somebody else. And in a father's situation, that fruit that you bear, you know, how do you talk at home? Is how the seed that's being planted in your children is going to grow. 
What you do at home is what your children are going to do in public. You say, well, they learned it from my neighbor. Well, that's, there's truth in that. And we learn it from schools, and we learn it from all the garbage that's out there. There's truth in that. But I'm talking about the major influence. I'll never forget one time, I think it was Brad, it might have been Chris, was holding a flashlight for me while I was doing some electrical work. The power went out. And I, could, and I responded just exactly like my father responded when the light moved. And I, I, seen, I seen Dad when I responded. I hollered at one of the one of the three. I hollered at them because they they wasn't paying. They're a kid. They weren't paying attention, holding the light where I could see what I was doing. They was wondering, like when you're growing up. But when I responded, it was the exact same thing. I had been seated when I was a young child. So it's so it's so vitally important to recognize. You know. A child bringing up, a young plant coming up, tender. Their center, they are the center of their own universe. They don't know yet. They, have, they, they are always demanding, always wanting their way. They're irresponsible. They're, 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 they're immature in, in all of their needs. They're irresponsible. They're just at a place in their lives where they don't know. And, and, and that is how we all are. Because we all have sin nature. And the only thing that changes us is the parenting and the seed that we put in their lives. If we seed them with immaturity, if we're an adult and we are still living immature, then our children are going to be that much more immature and they're going to live just exactly like that. And it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. That's why the generations are changing as we go. Used to be church was where you went. Used to be the schools taught out of the Bible. That's, that was the book they studied out of. That was the book they learned out. That was the book they memorized. That was the book they read from. They didn't have all the worldly stuff that's going on. So things are changing. And we can't stop that because end times are coming closer than we could even imagine. But as, as, as parents, as adults, as, as men... As fathers, we've got to recognize we've got to watch everything we do. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, In Christ lives all the fullness of God. You are complete through his union. We can give, we can give our children exactly, exactly what they need. But we've got... Seems like this has come up a lot in, in the preaching lately, but it is, it's so vital. We have got to know this right here. Now, I, I love my father, and we went to church, but my father's example in everything in life wasn't right. Now, he taught me how to work. I passed that on to my generation of my kids. They can work, but there was things I seen in my father that I couldn't carry on, and I had to break the curse. I had to come against those things. But the only way you can do that is to know the right things. I envy John. As I talked to John with his father, just in he he was he they memorized the word together and they talked the word together. Now that doesn't mean that John's dad is perfect, because none of us are perfect. But we've got to imitate. We we we've, we've got to imitate what we see. But we've got to see Christ to to imitate Christ. We've got to see Christ in our lives. We've we've got to be a people. Second Corinthians two fourteen says he he leads us in the 
listen to this. He leads us in the parade of life, spreading Christ as we walk. That's a simple translation of that. We are in a parade in our life. Every father here is in a parade. And how you are walking in that parade in every situation, every circumstance in life. It, we had a, a bummer. Josie is, is a softball pitcher being watched by the colleges. And she went to Kansas City where all the college coaches are at. And she's pitched no hitters. She's pitched unbelievable. She's good. But on that particular day, she couldn't, she couldn't, they took her out. Two innings is all she lasted. Well, what happened? Life. But they weren't looking at her pitching. They knew her pitching. They were looking how she handled it. That's life. How are you handling every situation? Well, many of us handle it like Dad did. Because, see, we looked at Dad as though God, as a child. We, we look up to our fathers. Good or bad, we look up to our fathers. But if we're not, if we don't see Christ in him, and we don't even know, we don't even know Christ as a child. As a tender plant, you don't even know what's going on. You're just, you're just, you've just got your roots drove in, and you're just growing. But see, your roots have to come from a foundation. Your roots have, you have to know the water you get has got to be good water. You can't, I, I challenge you to take a plant and pour Chester's water on it. And take a plant and pour purified water on it and watch which ones grows the best. It may look the same. Your father may look like he's okay, but if he's not walking in this, that's why just the minutes you can get in the Word, young people, just the minutes you can do for yourself and, and you can study, you'll start recognizing dad and mom don't really have it all together. But you don't, you, you respect them and you honor them, but you show them the fruit. You come to church. That's, that's why this church grew all through the years. It's because the youth department was so big, the parents wondered why they're so good now. Why are they straightening out? Why are they, why are they not disrespectful? We've got to recognize there's something fantastic. 2 Corinthians 5.17. We are new creatures in Christ. Case closed. I become a new creature at 12. But I wasn't taught. I still was looking to everybody else. I wasn't taught how to deal with. I wasn't taught. I didn't know the scriptures. I had to learn it from my father, my mother, and people around me. I had to learn that you do forgive. You know, it used to be the statement you'd talk to somebody about something that happened in their life. I just can't forgive. Where did you get that? What do you mean you can't forgive? You were never seated that you could forgive. But see, once you're seated and once you have the root starting to drive, you recognize the only way to live is in unforgiveness. There's no other way to live except unforgiveness. But that's all part of the responsibility of the Father. He's got to walk in these things. He's got to recognize he, he, they've the, your child, your children have to see. The people that are watching all of you have to see the things of Christ in your life. They have to see your response. You can't, you can't bring somebody's name up and, they, and, 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 and you say, somebody's name comes up to you and say, oh, they're idiots. They're lunatics. Oh, they're, they're a piece of work. You just see it the wrong way. 
If you don't have something good to say, quit being the judge. They're just different than you are. And you're being looked at just as weird. If you're judging, you're going to be judged. That's what the Bible says. We've got to be parents that are talking grace, living grace. You know, grace is an interesting thing. It is absolutely, grace literally means God give us what we do not deserve. He never judges me. He only gives me good. He only talks to me with good. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't beat me down. We all make mistakes. We have, to have, we have to have leadership. We have to have a God. We have to have what we're looking at, that's the step above. That doesn't mean we don't all have mistakes and make mistakes. But as parents, but as fathers, don't get down on me. Now, don't get, I'm not condemning anybody because we're all sharp. I'm just telling you, isn't it crazy? You have kids. And it's like you both got to grow up together. And when, when we finally figure out how to raise children, we're too old to have children. That's why it's so vitally important to get in the Word. That's why it's so vitally important to recognize the only truth is this right here. And the only way to live is in that attitude and in that way. Philippians 1.6 says that I'm complete in Him. Well, if I'm complete in Him as a dad as a father, then I need to be using what's in me. The youth were taught that sounds like this whole week on who they are in Christ, basically. And they, you're wonderfully made. Are you all crazy? Yes. But we all are. Especially somebody that would say Mr. Clean for... <laughs> that was good, Jeremy. Got her to laugh. Have you ever noticed a, a tree that grows fruit? You can pick it, but if you don't touch it, it's going to fall off. And it's got seeds. And if you don't clean up anything around an apple tree, it'll start growing little apples. I've got ivy in front of my house. And the only thing I pull out of my ivy is oak trees. I mean... Oh, every year, 35 or 40 times, I'll pull an oak tree that's grown about this tall. Why? Because the oak tree's hanging over top of it. It's dropping seed. Fathers do the same thing. You know, I, I comment about my father in the areas of his life. We all have them. He had more good than bad, but we all have bad. It's just the bad is seed just like the good is seed. But we have to back up, even as, as people being fed by other people, because you're watching everybody. I mean, you know, it's so, it's so disgusting anymore to see what's going on in the world. I mean, I was so thankful for the Catholic Church standing up against the, the Dodgers. And I'm not against the Dodgers. I'm not against the, the, the people that play. They're good. It's a good team. But for the organization to allow a group of transgenders to come in and mock Christianity, we should have all been there. There should have been so many Christians there that nobody could have even got in the building. We, why are we so passive on what we've got? If they would have been mocking Muslims, they would have blowed the building up. How much seed are we really dropping? 
We should have enough seed fell on that place that the people that made the decisions had to back out. But it's a different world. We're in end times, folks. We're in end times. In Sodom and Gomorrah, the men like the men better than they like women. We are going there. I don't know that we're not there as a whole. How sad. But see, we've got to recognize our responsibility is you are being watched as a father. You are being watched as a person. You are being watched all the time. And, and we've got to recognize we have got what it takes. We have got what it takes. We have got what it takes. But we have to recognize, even as, even as we recognize, even if we, when I, when I recognized my father in that flashlight scene that I told you about, it, it was a life changer for me. I'll, I'll never forget that. I can almost remember exactly where it was. I can't remember which child because I was raising three. But it was like, no, I, I can't. I, what am I doing? How easy would have been said, son, it's hard to see when the light's shining over there. And he would have brought it back in place instead of responding with anger, responding with cutting down, responding with, my father called me a knucklehead a lot. Well, you knucklehead. Well, now that's really encouraging. And maybe that's what happened to me early in life when I, I everywhere I went, I walked with my head down because I was insecure because I was a knucklehead. Bad seed. But then Christ. Then Christ. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget when I, I worked at the coal mines and everybody that worked at the coal mines in the wash house had a chain hooked to a great big basket that was up about 16 feet and you pulled your dirty clothes from the mines and you hung them on that and you wore them all week because you just was filthy all the time. And I'll never forget, I never seen a basket one until I had a realization of who I was in Christ and I walked in the wash house and I went, holy mackerel. Because I was always walking with my head down insecure from being a knucklehead. I wasn't a knucklehead. I just was called a knucklehead. But that word, that bad seed, dad didn't realize what he, he probably got, oh, I know he did. Griff called him a knucklehead all the time. I heard it. The seed just passes down, just passes down. But then the good side of all that, we went to church. We didn't miss Sunday mornings at church. We didn't wake up and say, Mom, Dad, are we going to church? We knew we were getting up and getting on our clothes. And we didn't even, we never questioned that. When the church doors were open, what did we do? We went to church. Just what, well, why? That was the seed that fell off of the tree. You don't realize how much power every one of you have, every, every person. I don't care what your age is. You don't realize the power you have in how you act and how you react as a Christian. Josie's reaction, I know it because I've seen it when she had bad pitching in a game. If she threw a ball, she didn't get all upset and cry over it. She just kept that same look. Matter of fact, you didn't know if she was happy or gay. She, was, she, she just learned to keep a straight face and do her job. When life hits you, and it's going to. I mean, I, I, I hate that the younger generation here doesn't know that. I told, I told Chris the other day, he's been in for 14 years now, and I said, Chris, you would not recognize America. 
you wouldn't, you, you, you won't recognize it. He said, Dad, I see it right here. And he does. He sees where it's going in because it's in people. It's, it's, that, it's that curse that's been placed in us, but we've got the answer to all of that. We've got it. It's there. So short and sweet this morning, we've got to recognize we have the finished work of Christ in us. We have the responsibility of taking what we've got and allowing that to mature in us and, and not allow the worldly ways, not al allow the judgmental ways, not allow the unforgiving ways, not, not allow it's all about me. It's not about you. It's not about me. It is not about us. It's about, it's about bearing fruit of Christ because you're being watched. Because you're being watched. I love trees, and you all know that. And I'm, I'm always, I'm always, I've got, I've got a great big sycamore that's come up in the, just the last nine years. It's about that big around now, and it overshadows uh, part of my driveway. And had some hanging down, and I was pruning off the junk underneath and looking up in it and thinking, whoa, the fruit that that thing's going to bear is going to be unbelievable. Well, it had somebody nurturing it when it was little bitty, just a little bitty tree, and I, I, I knew how, by, I knew by the limbs which way it was going to grow, and I took off the limbs and helped raise it and bring it up to where, when it finally got where I couldn't reach anything, that it was going to be okay, but it is, it's got limbs that are stretching from here to the wall over there already. And it's going to drop fruit, and then underneath that tree, guess what's going to grow? Little sycamore trees. Now, I can let them grow or I can take them out. That, that's not the idea. The idea is it's making fruit. And so are you. And so are you. And so are you. And so are you. Whatever age you are, how you act and react to people and to life is somebody else is seeing them and life is changing. They're going to they're look at that. Is it right? Is it wrong? Then it's our place as we get a little older and we can do our place to find the truth in here. Our place is to see that that's true. Our place is to know that it's true. Let's, let's all just start living more in the realm of faith and what God wants and what God needs and watch what God's going to take place. Let's start living in that place of, of really loving people. Not cutting people down, not criticizing people, not judging anybody anywhere. Just let people be people. We all, we, everybody here, everybody here is crazy. I'm sorry. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you we all are. Let it, let's just have fun being crazy. Well, you all see how they live. Who says you're right? You're all quiet. I'm trying to encourage you because we've got it in us. And we can all, as of this moment, recognize the Holy Spirit's telling us the right way. He's always telling me the right way. He's always telling me the right way. He's always telling me the right way. And all I have to do is start doing the right way and watch what God does. Because if I keep doing right, if I keep doing right, if I keep doing right, then everybody that's watching me is going to do a little better than they were before. And if I keep watching people who are doing right, I watched a movie last night about a guy that was, he, 25 years, he robbed jewelry and broke into banks and broke into, and he had a guy that started working with him that he was training doing the same thing. Guess what's going to happen? 
You say, well, that's his occupation. No, that, that's called stealing. That's not an occupation. But what he trained him to do, he was the best. Well, the guy, just to tell you the story, sidetrack here, the guy that was following him and learning tried to get him at the end what was stolen, he took. Well, then at the very end, he called and said, ha, ha, ha. And the, the guy that matured him, grew him up, said, look in your bag. And what he had wasn't what he thought he had, and the other guy had. Did it make it right? No, but he still learned from it. It's the same with, are you following what I'm saying? It's whatever you're doing in life, you're being watched. Show the Christ in you, in everything you do. And watch what God does. That's a bumper sticker right there. Show what Christ could do. Just show, show Christ's reactions. That's the kingdom of God. That's living righteous. And that gives you peace, and that gives you joy, and the tree just keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps growing. It keeps, it keeps bearing fruit and bearing fruit. And then people are picking it up and eating the fruit, and they're bearing fruit. That's what Christianity is all about. Let's all stand up. Team, come on up. He has everything we'll ever need. He has everything we'll ever need on this Father's Day. While it comes to my mind, just in men, make sure and go out and get your gift uh, that we got for you. you can, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I guarantee you, you someday you'll be glad you got it. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Father, the, the, I meant no condemnation in any of this this morning, and you know that. My heart is just each one of us to get stronger and stronger in living the life that you put in us and helping us to, to bear fruit for other people and getting our mind off of ourselves, but onto everybody else that you're wanting us to serve and to help out. We thank you, Father. You are everything we'll ever need. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
fathers and responsibility they've got but father you equipped all of us to do exactly what needs to be done we thank you for it father we give you all the praise in jesus name amen call you blessed you are dismissed happy father's day